they're here. Alhamdulillah, welcome them, inshallah. And, um, and the rest of us, inshallah, as we reflect on this incredible journey of the journey of our lives, Hajj, uh, what a beautiful thing. It's like, it, it almost feels like a ritual itself. Hajj itself is a ritual, but also this occasion of gathering every year, it feels like a ritual, but it shouldn't be. Uh, this is very indeed, uh, you know, a special, precious thing in our lives. And, um, you know, I was thinking today, subhanAllah, again, here we go, here we go again, a year later, a year later, since we gathered here a few months ago, I was looking at my, um, I keep notes of when things happen. I believe it happened last year, um, end, of, end of August, when we had this event. Can you believe 12 months later, 13 months later, here we go again. Time is flying. Yet another group of people on this earth, as Allah promises in the Quran, this has been happening for thousands of years. Another special group of people, 2018, got selected by Allah Azza wa from the seventh heaven, His decision. We have nothing to do with it. You think you and I are making decisions? Mm-mm. We're not making decisions. Wallahi, there's a beautiful hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. He says, you know, Allah says, you wish and he wishes. You want and he wants. And the wants of Allah takes over. The wants of Allah are really predominant and they determine all things that occur in our lives. He just moves our wills. Allah has it from the seventh heaven has chosen by His decree, a group of people from every fajj, as He says in the Qur'an, every path of life, every background, every corner, to be the select, subhanAllah, representatives of this ummah, the close to 10, 2 billion people, literally to go to Hajj, to visit His home, to be His guests. And the term that we use is, Rahman, the guests of the merciful. Guests of the merciful. The highest honor, the highest badge, everybody is proud of their clubs on this earth. I belong to such and such family. I belong to such and such race, right? I belong to ICP, by the way. Alhamdulillah. How about you, right? Everybody's proud of something. Allah says, well, there's a special group of people. They're not PhDs. <laughs> They're much higher than that. They're called you for Rahman, the guests of the merciful. And Allah invites them, their brothers and sisters from every corner of this earth to receive a special gift right by Him. The journey of our lives. And they are here amongst us. Alhamdulillah, welcome. May Allah bless all of you. May Allah accept your journeys. You were indeed chosen as the guests of Allah Azzawajal, representing this Ummah. You went there, brothers and sisters. You went there carrying your own yearnings, your own du'as, right? You went and carried du'as on behalf of your family members, on behalf of every single person that you know that has sent a written request with you, right? You went and saw the Kaaba with yourself, and as, as you, inshallah, you'll share with us. Your reflections. You, you know that this experience of just witnessing the Kaaba, being there in Hajj, is the closest as you can get, as close as you can get on this earth to seeing the face of Allah. Those of us who are wondering, how does it feel to see the face of Allah? To be in Jannah. There's nothing that will resemble that or mimic it. Because Allah is above space and time and He's not like anything. But if you want to get a feeling that approximates that on this earth, go see the Kaaba. That's it. And Allah promises, before inshallah, we invite your reflections, uh, those subhanAllah thoughts that you've brought, brought back to us, to us, inshallah, to share with us. I'm reminded of a beautiful hadith of the Prophet where he says, you know, those who go to Hajj, and they have performed the Hajj Mabrur. Mabrur is a good Hajj, pure Hajj. Birr is like the best righteousness. Are coming back as if they're newly born. You know, your babies. Alhamdulillah. Right, newly born. Anyone, any one of us the, can remember how it felt like to be born? Be like delivered from our mama's baby? You know, mama's uh, wombs? Raise your hands. I'm like, yeah, I remember. 
When I got out, Marshall, it was amazing. Somebody complains like, oh, I was crying, right? <laughs> it wasn't fair. How come? I was happy there. None of us would remember what it feels like to be born. Allah says, if you want to feel like being born, go to Hajj. Remember when you did Tawaf al-Ifada? How did it feel like? Remember that moment? Grab onto that. The tears that came down after the last Tawaf, when Allah allowed you to perform the Hajj. Those feelings are heavenly. The Prophet ﷺ says, it's like being newly born. Imagine when we see Allah Himself. And indeed the Prophet ﷺ says, if you really want to even increase your wealth, livelihood in this earth, and you want your sins to be completely forgiven, do Hajj and Umrah a lot. So this is actually a very blessed thing. And indeed, brothers and sisters, we welcome the guests of the mercy. They came back with perfume. Special perfume. You know when you go to somebody's home, and uh, they happen like to have a special, special desserts, special foods. Maybe you come back and you're like, oh, shoot. Somebody looks at you and they're like, hey, did you go to a, you know, such and such's home? Like you must have been there, right? Because you carry the signs. Those who have been to the house of Allah in Mecca, have to come back with that. And, and the perfume is on them. So the perfume is on your lips, in your thoughts, in your heart. And we want, we want, we're jealous, we want some of that perfume tonight. So we're going to open the floor right now to share some of that perfume with us. Perfume of thoughts, reflections, experiences, stories, and they are a big deal to us, brothers and sisters. This is not a trivial thing for us. We want to hear them because for those of us who couldn't be there, that's our approximate experience of being in Hajj. May Allah accept from you, inshallah, we open the floor for reflections for sisters and brothers. We have the mics around us, inshallah. We'll go until around 8 o'clock and then we'll have dinner together. Cool? Deal? You don't have a choice, by the way. It's my, I, I run the agenda tonight. So I, I pretend like I'm democratic, but I'm not. Alhamdulillah. So, where are the mics? Alhamdulillah, we have them. Sister Shahnaz and Brother Riyal have them, inshallah. Who wants to start us off, inshallah? Bismillah. They're all thinking. How much? Doesn't need thinking. Say Bismillah. Say, introduce yourself, inshallah, and then share. Yes. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Abdul Ali. And uh, let me get ready. Because, see, when I come out here, I'd be home. If I cry, it's all right, because they won't know in the city that I got soft. But, you know, went on, I went on the Hajj, right? And in, when you first walk in the Haram, right, the masjid, you ain't, you're not going to never get that feeling again. Because what you remember, like we had Imam Majid, right, was, our, was the Imam over the Hajj. And he had a book that had numbers and names of all of the companions' houses and where people actually lived. So he was telling us, man, you are walking through so-and-so's house, going to the Kaaba. So when we got down there, and when I went inside, you know, we went in through uh, the, uh, the King Faisal Gate. And the first thing, you, when you come out, you see, this, you see the stones at the bottom first. Then as you get in there, you see the cloth, and there it is. And the rush that you get at that time you'll never get that feeling again. And I had somebody to share that with me. He said, that feeling you got right now, he said, I don't care how many times you come here, you're never going to get that feeling again. And 
you know, and you know me, I'm kind of daring and dreaming. I'm a dreamer. I like to dream. So I'm like walking around the Kaaba, and this is when we first get there. This is our Umrah, right? So I'm going around the Kaaba. So I say, I want to get over there on the Black Stone. And so one of my Hajj companions, he says the same thing. So I said, okay, come on, man. I grabbed him, and it was like easy. Allah just slid us right through the whole crew, and we ended up on the Imani wall. Now, the Imani wall, right around the corner from that, is the black stone. So I'm on the wall. We praying, making door. And I tell him, I said, look, man, stay on the wall and let the crowd push us around the corner to the black stone. <laughs> Mashallah. I stayed on the wall. That crowd just pushed me right. Every time they would push me, I would lean more into the wall. And they pushed me right around the corner to the black stone. And when I first touched it, I touched it through the ikram of a, one of the brothers. And I went in and I said, no, no, that's not it. I'm not going to be sad. I pulled my hand back and I moved his ikram and I couldn't reach it. And mashallah, somebody bumped me. You know how the brothers, they, I mean, it's a little rough down there. They bumped me and my hand slid right in there. And when, when I touched it, it was another brother beside me, right? And he was trying to get in. I said, I touched it, I touched it. He said, you touch it? I said, yeah, I'll touch it. I said, take my place. I let him slide in, and I slid right out. And, you know, it was when my hand hit the silver case, okay, that was a brand new world for me. But when my fingers slid off of the silver case, and it's a, it's a little groove there. It's not even. You're going to, your hand slide right down in there onto that black stone, and when you touch it, you know you touched it because you have waited all of your life, either consciously or unconsciously, to touch that black stone. And when I touched it, it was like my whole world changed. When I came back from over there, everybody was like, man, you look different. You look different. They said, man, it's the first time I've ever seen you smile, man. I was like, yeah, it, it really was. It was really different. And, you know, you have highlights, things that you're going to remember always. And we was, this was during the Hajj. And it was like the, the Maghrib Salat came in. And, the, you know, they'll stop the tawaf at the, as, the, as the Salat come in. And it was, a, it was an Afghani brother. And his, they had to be his two sons. They looked like the father looked like he probably was like 80 plus years old, walking with a stick with a gray beard with that, you know how the beard looks like it's been turned two, three different times. And they picked him up and the crowd just opened up and let him in. This is immaculate because this do not happen. The crowd opened up and those two guys, they picked their father up and plastered him, hold him up on the Kaaba. And he had his little stick, and when he got up there, he said, oh! And I said, good God Almighty, that man waited all his life to get here. Look at this. <laughs> and I wasn't the only one because a lot of people, they were watching. And whatever he said, his little doors or whatever, then he got down. The other son got up. Then he got down. The other one got up. And when they turned around, they're, they're making tawaf around the Kaaba, right? And, the, and it just stopped. And they let this old guy come right back through there. 
and he was walking bent over. He had a stick and everything, and his sons was holding him up. And I was like, the only one allowed that to happen was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we have certain times when we experience the, uh, the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly in our presence where we can see it and we can feel it. And that was one of those times. And now the most humorous thing that happened, uh, we're waiting for the salat to come in and we're all sitting around and a cat came right through the haram, right on the marble floor. And I was sitting there and I said, man, they go a cat, they go a cat. Man, no cat down here. I said, look right there. And he said, man, it is a cat. Little cat walked right on through, didn't cut in front of the people, make us a lot, came right behind him and went on about his business. And the brother was saying, well, hey, he got to get his tawaf on too. So the Hajj is, it is something that is hard to describe by words. But once you get that feeling, you never lose it. You know, I have a feeling that I will remember for the rest of my life. And another experience was Imam Majid. We went to the Battle of Uhud. And you, if anybody know Imam Majid, you know, he's a, he's, he's a funny guy. And he got a lot of jokes with him. That's my man. That's my big brother. So we, at, we are standing actually on the battlefield where the Muslims were fighting with the Kufar. And Imam Majid showed us where the archers were, and then he showed us where the mountain of Uhud was. And then he just break out fighting. He, like he got a shield and a sword, and he's fighting the Kufar on the battlefield. And then he tells us, man, this is where the prophet got hit, and this is where the sister jumped in front of him and was defending the prophet. And she took about 30 blows on her body. And to see him just going through it, dramatizing it, it was like, okay, man, we right back on the battlefield. And we fighting the Kufar again. And this time we not going to lose. You know what I mean? And then this is what he told us. He said that when the word went back to Mecca that Abu Sufyan and them, had beat the Muslims at Uhud. He said that the angel Jabril came down and told the prophet, you are not finished, get up and go chase him. So when the Muslims chased behind him, word went back to Mecca that Abu Sufyan ran again. So he went down in history as the man that ran twice from the Muslims because he ran at the Battle of Badr and then when the Muslims came back after him, after the Battle of Uhud, which they considered as a loss for us, we chased them all the way back and they ran again the second time. So their victory was not even a victory for them. It was a shame and a disgrace because their army ran twice from the Muslims. And with that, I would like to let somebody else come up and share because, you know, I'll you have to watch out when imams start talking. They can talk forever, you know. Not true. Don't listen to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you don't say that. No, no, that's it. Sazakallah khair. Alhamdulillah. And you know, alhamdulillah. This is my companion of the plane. Who's going in? Go ahead, Bakhir. Assalamu alaikum, and sisters. And get ready, sisters, please. Um, this experience of Hajj is very different uh, from, um, you know, the people who get the honor to uh, go there. When you do the niyyah, 
And if Allah wants to invite you, things do work out, and you go there. And when you walk, as uh, Brother Ali said, in Ahram, uh, and you enter uh, Masjid al-Haram, and you see the Kaaba, it's a feeling which you never have. And when you are doing tawaf, or you are in uh, Arafat, or you are sitting in Masjid al-Nabawi, um, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have, whether you are, have Tesla or not, those materialistic things, you know, do not matter uh, at that time. And you come back as a totally uh, different uh, person, and, uh, you know, basically your sins get wiped out, um, and it's up to the Allah to accept and, you know, uh, bless you. So. I love that human pressure, man. The force of nature pushing into the black stone, huh? And then before you touch it, you're thrown out of the masjid <laughs> by the same people. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So, sisters, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, my name is Gulshan. So, I just want to um, share about my experience. The first time Allah granted me for Umrah and that was 2015, and ever since then I've been going to the Hajj. So this was this last one was my third Hajj. So Alhamdulillah, it was great. And one thing I'm going to share. Obviously, every year I come here and share my experience, but this this time it was completely different. The difference is that as we are in a most in our Islamic society or anywhere we're doing our prayer women are always behind. And I always wanted to pray next to the Kaaba. But because men's are always taking the spot, so we cannot take it. And I said, I want to do it. So alhamdulillah, um, it was a miracle. The miracle was that as I was doing the tuaf, and the azan came up, and men started gathering. And all of a sudden, I see that some women started also standing up. So I said, I'm going to stand with them. Alhamdulillah, it was... Uh, wonderful, and I did pray in front of the Kaaba. Uh, I have to say that it was a miracle to me. That was the best thing I could say about that. And my another experience that I'm going to say, since this is my uh, third time, I felt that there was a lot of people there. Whether I was tired or weak, I don't know, or I'm getting old, but <laughs> um, it was a big gathering, I felt. That's one thing. And at one point, um, our group, I, I was with a couple of ladies, and we were lost. Um, from, we were going from um, Makkah to Mina, but we had to go to the Jamarat to throw the stone. As we were lost, we got into the Asian community. So my experience about the Asian community, what I found is that we were walking, walking miles and miles, no water, Nothing. Nobody could give us any information where we were. But alhamdulillah, it was a great, there was a gentleman came up, and he was able to guide us through, and we were able to get in. So what I wanted to say that we are in a, this America, we are really blessed to be in here. We have, we, I appreciate that every single day of my life that what I have seen, being an American, we had everything. All the luxury was there. 
But as an Asian countries, they didn't have that. The way I was lost, there was no water. At, I mean, we were so thirsty that I saw that uh, water with one of the guy had a truck, and I said, can I pay for it? Straight no. They didn't even give us the water. But on the other hand, in American tent, we had no problem. The water fountains everywhere. We were able to drink. We, were, we didn't have no gathering, I mean, no crowd. So what I am going to suggest or encourage my brother and sister, while you are young, please go for the Hajj. Try your effort. Our time is running. Like I said, my experience from last three years, I felt like this time I was more weak. But inshallah, I'm looking forward for next year again. So please pray for me. Um, I had... Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks to you. May Allah bless you, sister. Alhamdulillah. You know, may Allah bless her. You know, it's interesting word... You know, I, I don't want you to uh, think lightly about the words. Some of the words you hear, miracles, right? Each and every haji, right, Imam? Can witness to some miracles happening to them. Despite all the pain, despite the thirst, because it's a rigorous experience. Allah wants to really rub us with some friction there to really taste what it means to be even, you know, to struggle a bit. We don't struggle in our lives. You have to, how far would you go in life to reach the divine? How far would you go? That's what Hajj is about, right? But then you taste. But the, the beautiful word is miracle. Every single one of you has witnessed miracles. And it's like now digging deep in to bring them out and share the jewels with us. Because they are miracles. And Allah makes us see things in our lives. Alhamdulillah. Who's next, inshallah, to share some insights and stories, thoughts, du'as? MashaAllah, many, many hajj. May Allah accept all of them, brother Adil. Alhamdulillah. You and your wife and your whole family. On behalf of all of us, inshallah, in the community. Facilitating and in the process, getting the blessings of hajj themselves, right? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, yalla, bismillah. So, you, you heard the imam say, you don't want the imam to keep talking, man. I'm telling you. Inshallah, sure. Go ahead, go ahead. Inshallah. The, uh, what the sister was talking about, the crowd, uh, Imam Majid, he, had the, uh, he got the official count. It was like three million people came in with a passport, right? And the way he explained it to us, almost another million just walk in. He said they come down from Palestine, they come across from Iraq. They come in from Syria. They come across the Red Sea. They come through the, uh, 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 the Arabian Sea. And they come down from uh, Uman, the Arab Emirates. And they just walk in. Now, when we, be at, when we was at Mena, right, you can't get on the actual compound of Mena without the ID. And then once you get on there, they give you the little wristband. So directly across the street is a mountain that is and and I have some pictures of it right you have people all on these mountains they're living there and like they bring us our food in big boxes right these people took those boxes and made houses out of them on the mountain 
they was like wetting the, the box down and I was like, they actually made a roof. They wet the box and creased it, right? And they made a house right over there and we could see them directly across the street. And you know, they, you know, they tell you, man, don't go over there, don't do this. You know, man, we Americans, man, we going over there. So, you know, we went over there and we was like, man, this is, they're laying on slabs of rock and it's all right. They're living under the bridge and it's all right. They're laying right out on the highway on cardboard and some of them have nothing and it's all right. They don't care. We made it. And it's like when, you know, for example, I went to do my prayer at 930. At, 10, at quarter to 10, I made it to the Kaaba, and a whole crew of people was not getting in. I agreed to go up on the roof, and when I walked up on the roof, it was jam-packed. I end up sitting in the window. You know they have those three, those three towers like up there, those three domes. As soon as you go upstairs, they're like right there. I was sitting in the dome, right, me and another brother. He looked like he may have been from Palestine or Pakistan somewhere. And me and him, we just talking back and forth. And the only thing we understand, you want some more water? I want more water. But me and him had a whole conversation. He couldn't speak English. I couldn't speak his language. But me and him sit right there in the window the whole time until the kutbah start. Bear in mind, we was up there from 11 all the way to past uh, about 1 o'clock before that kutbah had started. And me and him, we was just kicking it backwards and forward. And the brotherhood and the sisterhood, the brotherhood and the sisterhood that you experienced there, right, it's, it's, it's brand new. And, you know, I, I was telling myself, I say, well, I'm not going to eat a whole lot of this. I'm not going to eat a whole lot of that. And they just keep giving it to Here, take some of this. Okay, I'm going to get food. And then they bringing you something back. I said, man, I got two plates in front of me. That's all right. They go another one. <laughs> And, you know, they just, everybody looks out for everybody. But the seniors, the seniors over there, I don't care who they are or where they're from, everybody automatically gives them special treatment. I'm talking about they get special treatment. You know, it's like, Mama, I'm so glad you're here. And it's like, it's not my real mother, but Mama, I'm glad you're here. Daddy, I'm glad you're here. Let me help you with this. And you find yourself, and they be like, okay, I'm not helpless. I can do this, but I got to help you. I cannot allow you not to allow me to help you do this. And this is some of the things that, that you experience there when, when you're man, when you cease to operate off of the physical and the mental, and the Muslim in you rises to the occasion, that is a feeling to really to experience, you know, and I'm telling you that if you haven't been yet, go. Go. Make the knee out for it and work toward it and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless you with it because this is a special feeling. This is an obligation that you have to feel, fulfill. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to warn you ahead of time. When you get the mena, Mena is a serious camp. I'm talking about Mena is a, all of your Islam is going to rise to the occasion when you get the Mena. Because Mena is something that it is. I'm talking about, look, 
my bed right here. If I did like that, that hand is in his bed. You dig what I'm saying? The dinner table right here. The living room right here. The dining room right here. Everything right here. Look, you step in that line, you in your whole house. Everything is right there. And there's so many brothers and sisters there. And when we got caught in the sandstorm, right? This is when you really hear people praying. The sandstorm was coming, and I'm going to sit down. Look, the sandstorm cut the whole, you know, like the top of the tents with the breather. The sandstorm cut the top of one of the tents off. And the day of Arafat, it was like 1.30 and climbing. They passed the alert, do not go outside. I'm talking about that is hot. I'm talking about when you outside, and, and I'm going to sit down on this. I was walking. It was 230 people in our crew, right? My feet swole up. My knees was hurting. I got torn cartilage, and I'm walking. I said, oh, God, Allah, no, I ain't going to make it. Allah, I'm trying to make it up there. Let me catch up with him. When I opened my eyes, I was right beside the flag bearer. The guy that was leading the, had the, the overall flag for our crew and the other guy that had the flag for our group, he said, here, ma'am, I'll be carrying the flag some. I said, man, I'm barely walking now. I'm leading the charge. I was all the way in the front. We had 230 people that went with us, and they made us break down into five different groups. And when I came out of it, I was walking in group one at the, lead, at the head of the crew. And I, when I got home, this was like a week after we done did all of that. My wife said, man, look at your feet, baby. They almost killed you in that desert. I said, but I made it. That's the thing, I made it. Swole up feet and all, came back with whatever cold everybody had. I had it, was busted up, couldn't talk, and it was in my bronchial tubes. And you know, I said, I tried to rough it off. I'm not going to the doctor, I'm gonna ride it out. I got a couple of days ago, about what? Three to four days ago, I went to the doctor and they told me it was in my bronchial tubes. That's why I couldn't talk. Last week, I couldn't even talk, you know, and I was like, Allah, alhamdulillah, I made it, I put mine in, you know what I mean? And in getting out of here. You know how like, you say, let me open the Quran and see what Allah going to say to me after we made the final tawaf and we in the hotel. And so I'm, I, I opened the Quran up and this is what I read. It said, be not like her that unspun her yarn after she had spun it tight. I closed it up. I said, man. That's a serious something to me. That's a lot telling me I made it. But don't put all that stuff back on there. Don't put that stuff back on there. And I had a gang of stuff on there. Hmm. And Allah told me, do not be like her that unspun her yarn after she had spun it tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is a serious thing. The feeling that I had then, that was in our beginning. And inshallah, I get back again. You know, brothers, uh, sisters, this is amazing, and um, it, this is an experience. You know, uh, there are issues that are confronting our children right, right now, crises of faith, questions of, of trying to explain the existence of God, and so on and so forth. And a lot of people ask me these questions. I say, you need experiences. Experiences that connect you to that heavenly world. Hajj and Umrah are about connecting you, you know, within the depths of your soul because you came from there. It's going to bring it out. These are, this is not something you, you read in a book. 
This is a heavenly experience. And Allah demands of us to do is to transform our lives. And you know what Allah Azza mentions in the Quran, Surah Al-Hajj? This is for you to taste the day of judgment. You know, these rigors and pains give us a taste of what it means to stand before Allah with millions around us. And imagine the sight and the time when we have not three million and a million additional, billions of people that have inhabited this earth from the dawn of creation till the end of time and you with them standing to wait for the arrival of Allah Azza wa Jal. Where, where are we going to teach this? In a Sunday school? You can't. You can just give information about it. To feel it, you got to take your family there. You got to take your family there. And the sooner you do it, as our Imam said, the better. Because you never know when, when life will be over. This is a, a required journey in our lives, brothers and sisters. And Allah does everything to change our lives. May Allah Ajal accept, inshallah. So reminder here, remember for those of us struggling, remember Arafah, remember Muzdalifah when you had to sleep in the, under the open sky, remember visiting the, the grave of Prophet Muhammad for those of us struggling to remember what happened and to share with us. Do you remember those, those times? Do you have anything, sister? <coughs> Alhamdulillah. Go ahead. Yeah, Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, yeah. Thank you all, and I'm so humbled to be here too. And uh, the experience was definitely the experience and journey of a lifetime, and I hope I can find some right words to describe it. And it's really hard. Um, after we came back for a while, I was really feeling a sense of loss and. Uh, a very unsettling feeling after coming back because I was really missing it. And um, small things that when I think about it, we used to go for tahajjud in Makkah before we went to Mina. We used to go to tahajjud and after the tahajjud, we used to do the tawaf on the top level of the, uh, you know, the top level. And there are three domes there. Who, some of you who have, I'm, I'm sure many of you have been there and you know where it is. So we used to sit there for small talks uh, in the wee hours of morning, and I remember that. And then small things like feeding the pigeons in Medina, and there are hundreds and thousands of pigeons in Medina, and I used to feed them, and I was so amazed by the fact that not even one of them was there to, I mean, no, they didn't even go close to the Masjid al-Nafi. They always stayed outside, so many of them. And I was really amazed by that. Small thing, but I, I was really touched how, how the pigeons were behaving so nicely. I don't know. <laughs> and then once I was, uh, when we were doing Tapafe Fada, um, I was extremely quite tired and exhausted. And I, at one point, I thought maybe I will not be able to continue. And my husband suggested we should, you should take a wheelchair. Uh, but I saw so many old people, very, very old, and so many old people, I'm sure all of you who have been there have seen that. But people on there, they were, some of them were handicapped, and they were on the ground and dragging themselves and doing tawaf. And I just said, oh my God, there's no way that I cannot do it. And I did, did it so comfortably, uh, because uh, the determination you see in the people there, and when you see people, I met people from Chechnya, from Tibet, from China, from Kazakhstan, from, I don't even remember, Algeria, and so many countries. It was amazing to talk to them. And So you had that experience, and you had the experience of the pigeons. <laughs> you know what? I've heard many stories in 18 years. And wallahi, it's the first time I heard of somebody feeding the pigeons. That's amazing, sister. That's gonna st that's gonna, I'm going to remember that one. I'm going to remember next time we go there. Feed the pigeons. You know, these are the servants of Allah. Wallahi, they witnessed you. You know that pigeon you fed? 
each and every one of them will mention you by name. SubhanAllah. Because every spot they will mention you by name. We know the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that the spot you prostrate on says, he or she prostrated here. It's recorded. They'll cry for you. Imagine those spots around the Kaaba, the, the Masjid of the Prophet ﷺ, one day shedding tears because you put your head there or you fed a pigeon. May Allah accept and shall bless you. Inshallah, more ref- inshallah, we'll go back and then go to the front. Inshallah. Go ahead, sister. Go ahead. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for inviting us to share our story here for Hajj. Um, I want to speak in uh, Urdu so so many people can understand there. We need translation. Uh, is that okay? Or I'm not going to let this one go. Uh? We're going to translate. <laughs> hey, some of people don't understand, so, you know, beside okay, me. Go ahead, go ahead, so, is it okay? I'm not uh, good in speaking, so, but, but I, I can do that, but still. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So it was a good experience. Uh, I want to let you know. In Urdu? In Urdu, right? Okay. 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 जो भी हो मैं जब जा रही थी फर्स्ट मैं बहुत शॉर्ट करके बोलना चाहूंगी सो आई वाज रियली सिक और मैंने चार डॉक्टरों से अपना ओपिनियन लिया सो किसी ने भी नहीं बताया कि तुम जा सकती हो सब लोगों ने बोला कि यू कैन गो एंड यू कैन डू यू कैन परफॉर्म योर हज सो आई वाज रियली अस्टर क्वाइट प्लीज इंशाल्लाह लिसन टू आवर सिस्टर प्लीज गो अहेड सिस्टर सो मैं बहुत सिक थी उस वक्त so doctor ने मुझे मना किया कि आप नहीं जा सकती हो लेकिन फिर भी मैंने डिसाइड किया कि अगर मरना जीना जो भी है इस वक्त मुझे जाना ही कि अगर नेक्स्ट डे शायद मैं ना रहूं और अल्लाह का हुक्म सबसे बड़ी बात होती है सो अल्लाह ने मुझे सेलेक्ट किया बहुत-बहुत शुक्रिया अल्लाह का अल्हम्दुलिल्लाह सो आई वेंट देयर एंड आई परफॉर्म माय हज लाइक परफेक्टली माय सन विद मी एंड ही हेल्प मी आउट अलाट सो वहां पे जो हुआ जो चीज की मुझे प्रॉब्लम थी लाइक आई वाज सेक आई टोल्ड यू बिफोर सो वही प्रॉब्लम मुझे वहां पे हुआ ही नहीं जो जिस चीज का मुझे डर था सो अल्हम्दुलिल्लाह स्टिल आई फेल्ट लाइक आई डिड दैट सो अल्हम्दुलिल्लाह एंड आई वांट टू टेल यू गाइस एवरीवन मेक निया देन अल्लाह विल सेलेक्ट यू इंशाल्लाह सो या वी शुड एक्चुअली यू नो ये हिम्मत की बात है कि हां मुझे जाना है और अल्लाह ने मुझे अगर सेलेक्ट किया सो मैं जाऊंगी और मैं ये कर पाऊंगी और सबसे बड़ी बात मक्का मदीना सब ने बताया सब ऐसी बात है लेकिन जैसे मक्का मदीना में हम लोग सेलेक्ट करते हैं कि इस होटल में रहना है इस रूम में रहना है कि ऐसी जगह पे रहना है घर में रहना है जो जैसा अफोर्ड कर सकता है बट व्हेन यू गो टू मुजलिफा एंड यू फील लाइक रियली यू हैव फीलिंग्स in muzalifa in the same field there is nothing like uh, you're rich or poor or you can afford it you you can make it you're sick it doesn't matter like everyone is the same roof underneath like same roof so wo jo feelings aati hai wahan pe pata chalta hai ki hasar ke maidan mein bhi yahi hal hone wala hai so don't feel like oh i'm this and i'm that like wahan pe jab jana hai so आप अपने लिए तैयार हो जाओ अभी से कि मरने के बाद यही होना है हमारा सर सब एक ही जगह पे होंगे मैं कौन सा ब्रांड यूज कर रही हूं मैं कौन सा खाना खा रही हूं मैं कहां पे लीव कर रही हूं इट डजंट मैटर सो अपने लिए तैयारियां इसी से करनी चाहिए आई फील लाइक दैट और जब वहां पे जाओगे तो आपकी वो फीलिंग्स जरूर आएगी और मुझे कोई भी प्रॉब्लम नहीं हुआ जब मैं आ रही थी जब मैंने विदाई तवाफ किया उस वक्त मैं सीरियस बीमार हो गई थी तो मुझे इमरजेंसी में मैं दो टाइम थी वहां पे 
सो मेरे सब घर वाले जो यहाँ पे थे मेरे हस्बैंड थे मेरी अम्मी थी तो उन्होंने समझा कि ये मेरा बस आखिरी चांस है क्योंकि डॉक्टर ने मुझे अलाउ नहीं किया था और मैंने बस अल्लाह को पसंद था जाना तो मुझे लगा चलो मैं आगे यहाँ पे अगर आके जा रही हूँ सो आई एम हैप्पी आई डोंट हैव टू वर्ड अबाउट एनी थिंग सो मैंने क्या छोड़ के आई हूँ बस मुझे उस चीज़ की फिक्र नहीं थी कि अल्लाह को अगर लेना है तो कोई बात नहीं लेकिन मैं सुस्त हो गई मैं वापस आई जो अल्लाह का हुक्म था सो मैं यही कहना चाहूँ आप अपना नीयत करें और अल्लाह इन शरूर आप सबको सिलेक्ट करें और अभी भी मेरा यही जैसे लोग कहते थे अल्लाह जिसको नहीं ले गए वो सब जाए ना हर वक्त यही दुआ करते हैं लेकिन जो जाके आते हैं वहाँ पे उनका मुझे लगता है बार बार जाने का बहुत दिल हो रहा होता है जैसे मैं आने के बाद मैं अपने हस्बैंड के साथ मैं प्लान कर रही कि चलो हम लोग वापस जाए और उम्र के लिए जाए सो यू नो इन विद इन टू थ्री मंथ्स आई कैन गो आई वॉज प्लानिंग विद माई हस्बैंड सो इज रिलैक्स यू जस्ट केम बैक यू इट इज मैटर इफ आई वाइक आई वॉन्ट लेकिन डरने वाली कोई बात नहीं जितने सारे यंग बच्चे हैं उनको ज्यादा फोर्स करे की वो भी जाए बूढ़े हैं जो बड़े हैं सबको जाना चाहिए लेकिन यंग लोगों को भी बोले जाने के लिए कि वहाँ की जो फीलिंग्स होगी उनकी आदत उनकी बिहेवियर उनके नेचर में बहुत तब्दीली आएगी इनशाला तो सबको जाना चाहिए और नियत करें अल्लाह ने जरूर जैसे हम यहाँ पे कितना घर बनाना है गाड़ी लेना है कितना कुछ प्लान करते हैं तो हज के लिए भी करें इनशाला अल्लाह जरूर कामयाब करेगा और अल्लाह सबका हज कबूल करे So, inshallah, what is it? I have a brother here. It's just inshallah. I, I, we got the gist of it, right? No, alhamdulillah. Okay. Salam alaikum, rahmatullah wa barakatuh. This is for the sister. She said, "I want to hear brother Adil." Okay. Uh, you know the um, every day of the Hajj is very important. But the eighth of the Hijjah and the nine of the Hijjah is also most important two nights. The eighth of the Hijjah is the day of the Tarawiyah, and the nine of the day of the Hajj, the Arafah. So the the uh, the Hajj is Arafah. So I want to make a comment of the brother who went with brother Majid, and he talked about the thunderstorm. The day of the Tarawiyah, we all, as a Hajji, supposed to be on the tent in Mina, preparing ourselves to the following day to go to the Hajj. So, the Hajj this year, as you know, was in August, and it was so hot at the day of the Tarawiyah. And then all of a sudden, we heard that there's a thunderstorm in Arafah, and it's coming our way. And it happened. Alhamdulillah, God blessed us with this thunderstorm in Arafah for one hour or forty-five minutes, rain all over Arafah, and then it came to us in Mina, and it had some damage, like you said. But by the time we went to Arafah and we went to the tent in Arafah, the weather was beautiful. Beautiful. So, we were blessed with this thunderstorm, and we were talking about miracle. This is one of the miracle this year happening 
at the Hajj. So thank God he sent rain and the weather was beautiful the means of the Hijjah. Thank you. Salaam alaikum. Barakallah, because you got a thunderstorm, excuse me, a thunderstorm and a sandstorm. So I, I, you, you guys are too spoiled. You don't know what sandstorms are like, right? That, that was a daily occurrence for me growing up, right? Oh, my goodness. But you know what Allah says? No one knows the soldiers of Allah but He. No one knows the soldiers of Allah but He, even the ant, the, 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 the grain of sand, the, the drop of rain. Soldiers of Allah moving about, executing His plan. And I love what you said. He said, don't say um, this or that, <laughs> right? Seriously, we're, we're just big on ourselves in this life. God, this, when you see the struggles of people there, you appreciate. You appreciate what Allah has given you. And then you kind of, hopefully, we're humbled by their experience. Because we need to be humble before Allah. Allahu Akbar. Right? Isn't that the takbirs of Hajj? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. That's really what it's about. Feeling the presence of Allah in our lives. Inshallah, reflections, I know that there was somebody for like, Who's that? Okay, shall we, shall we get to hear him? Shall we? I have just a question for the Haji. What advice would you give the new ones? Okay, so inshallah, in addition to reflections, if anybody wants to offer advice, inshallah, go ahead, please. Inshallah. Um, did somebody, somebody there wants to share anything? Okay. Do you patient okay and most of the people you know coming from United States they have very different expectations but you have to bring yourself down and be patient this is one and second is a you know comment from you know my side that once you go and sit in Masjid al-Nabwi the peace and tranquility you get uh, looking at uh, the green dome you know you never get that feeling anywhere Subhanallah, like miracles. Do you, how about the experiences of the Masjid of the Prophet I mean, I hope inshallah you greeted the Prophet Sallallahu there. Imagine, and the Prophet Sallallahu said, literally, whoever greets me, Allah brings my soul back to greet him back. Greet him or her back. Literally, the Prophet was greeting you back. Recall these experiences as well. Sister Hala, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, We're blessed to have you. Alhamdulillah. everybody. Brother Adil, 14 years ago, subhanAllah, I went with, on Hajj with Brother Adil. I don't know if you remember me. <laughs> From California, Sister Nasreen's daughter-in-law, Imran, and I went on Hajj with you. SubhanAllah, it, I, just worth it coming and seeing your face here, SubhanAllah. Um, I wanted to share one of the things that, you know, when you were talking about miracles, SubhanAllah, I'll never forget this. Um, that just things happen and you really like you subhanAllah you meet angels like I feel like I met angels there it was there were part I remember there was one time we were in Medina and in the Rauda and this was my first uh, time as an adult going there I'd get, gone as a child and a teenager but not really and I remember I'd studied up so much and I wanted to do everything right there were so many women, and we couldn't tell which, where the road that started and where it ended. And it was so claustrophobic, and you just felt like you were about to die. But subhanAllah, and my mother and I and I, we started walking, and we sort of walked out almost to the exit. And we both started crying. We were like, we never got to 
pray. And now, like, all these people are, like, exiting here. And subhanAllah, this old woman, and she was a um, cleaner in the masjid, she came out of nowhere. And I remember I was making dua at that point, and she said, come with me. And she took both my mother-in-law and I, and she made this way, and she's like, pray here. And I'll never, ever, ever forget that. It was like, where did she come from? How did she know what I was feeling? How did she know that we hadn't made our turqa? And that was, I, that's one of my searing memories from Hajj. There was another time I felt like I was... You know, you feel like you're just about to choke because there's so many people, and you make dua, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala just makes these like spaces and the sunlit spaces, and I'll never forget those who doing the tawaf, and you just you make these duas and you see them happening in front of you. One thing that really, really bothered me when we went there was like you'd always imagine on Hajj everybody would be equal, right? You there won't be any like you were saying the rich and the poor, but we were in like a nice tent and then just there were these bars and there would be there was another mother and I had left my two girls behind um, toddlers and she was there and she had brought her toddlers and she was she was in this makeshift tent and um, and you know I was like what's the difference between me and her her hedge imagine her hedge must be so much um, like so much more um, sacrifice to have, for her to have come here, and she didn't have much, and she was trying to sell a little bit of stuff, um, and people were trying to remove her tent from because it was quite near our entrance. And subhanAllah, the greatest equalizer, it started raining, and we had a flood that year. And it just, subhanAllah, through Medina, there were like just rivers running through Medina, and all those people who were out on the streets, they came into our tent. And we had just completed our hajj. And so we all, like the men all had their ahrams. And they were soaking wet. And those ahrams got to be used by them. And everybody was together. And we were offering, you know, everybody was offering them st- things to eat. And it just, it was just, subhanAllah, just being able to share that moment with them was just the, the it was just the clincher, the ending, the supreme ending of our hajj. May Allah bless you. Zakallah khair. Subhanallah. You know, words that, uh, I'm just trying to grab onto some words. May Allah bless you for sharing. Angels. You know, we were looking for our angels in our lives. And you will call your angels. Right? <laughs> I, I'm just going to, just one thought on this. I, I challenge everyone to say, subhanallah, we're always looking for miracles. We're always looking for angels that Allah brings into our lives. And they're there. But I say, are we, Miracles and angels for others. Could you have been, you and you and you, maybe you might have been the angels for others and you don't even know, right? That Allah has brought the miracles for others and one day are going to find out that you know you are that miracle and they'll witness for you. Imagine that, but not only in Hajj, when we come back. Uh, ultimately it's a perfume, are we changed, right? Are we continuing to be angels and miracles for others? After the Hajj, because listen, you're a testimony now. There's a challenger. You're a testimony to what happened. So people, when they see you right now, you're testifying to what happened, and you're the evidence of the presence of Allah Azza wa Jal. And if we send the wrong signals to people, they might be drawing the wrong conclusions, right? Like, well, how come such and such went, and they're still cheating? They're still doing this. They're still trampling on people. These are powerful things to reflect on, brothers and sisters. Barakallahu feekum. Go ahead. Alaykum salam. Alaykum Oh, subhanAllah. Here we go. And one of the 
happened that The best of us. Beautiful. Beautiful said the best of us, right? And Allah is Allah's putting us through experiences like to bring the best out of us, to draw the most beautiful things out of us. We have this beauty, brothers and sisters. We have this angelic side, but we we, we kind of don't bring it out. And Hajj hopefully brings it out so that we can keep it inshallah after Hajj. Jazakumullah khair. Any other thoughts or um, miracles and angels? Sandstorms and thunderstorms, right? <laughs> We can imagine how, how can you miss out on that, right? We heard angels, miracles, tender stones, tantrums. I'm like, that's a drama from better than any Hollywood they can bring you. Let's go, inshallah, right? Alhamdulillah. Go ahead. There is one more miracle when you arrive at the port of entry, they collect your passports, and then no matter you know whether you are leaving from Medina they give your passport back and you know of the hundreds of thousands of people millions you rarely meet somebody whose passport has been lost wow. i mean <laughs> yeah and, and if you think it was allah will bring it back because <laughs> by was it'll come back so no matter what happens it'll come back will brothers and sisters you know this journey will it have the intention see what allah will do with you but because we don't have the resolve and the intention, when we can have hold ourselves back. That for me is what it's about. Any final thoughts, inshallah? We have two, three minutes. Oh, beautiful. Yes, yes. You did not hear that. So, 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 let me tell you something that happened with me. I'll never forget this. Seared into my memory. Like, seared. You know, the Rawda, he visit, check, think, think about this. You get to, be in a in a in a spot in an area as big as you know bigger slightly bigger than this measure it's also green carpet that is a piece of paradise it's not metaphoric it's not metaphoric if the veil was to be removed the veil the, the divine veil that allah has put on that area if it was to be removed you will actually see the rivers of paradise allahu alam you will see the trees of paradise the prophet says from paradise. If we can count, shall quiet that down? Uh, you literally see paradise. So it's crowded. People are on top of each other. You're hoping for a couple of rakahs there. Right? You remember? Yes. So subhanAllah, I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've been um, to Umrahs before and Hajj and I've always wanted to do more because you, you're in and out and they, just as they push you into the black stone and you're, you're thrown out, same thing happens there. It's a dream. It's a hope. Like this is the spot where the Prophet ﷺ prayed. You see the pillars literally where he put his head, where he used to sleep. You literally see the spots where he used to stand and give the khutbahs. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? So I'm like, oh Allah, I want to spend more time there. So they get, you get you out to clean the place or give whatever it is. They, they, they push you out, they, they vacuum, and they probably for half an hour and then they open it again. Isn't it true? 
So they kicked everybody out, and I'm watching outside, like, Ya Allah, like, I want to get inside. So I circle around, and I'm going to go visit and, and greet the Prophet I said, at least I can do that. Let me walk. And they were cleaning, few people were cleaning inside. Everybody's out, probably for three, four individuals. We're walking, and I said, you never know, just ask. So I walked by the guard at the gate, right, close to where the grave of the Prophet and I said, can I get inside? You know what he told I thought he was going to smack me. He said, get it. I'm like, what? <laughs> but since I had the whole world to myself. <laughs> With the cleaners, I spent the next 20 minutes like literally in the road. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but so it was an, an experience of my life. Allah, Allah does miracles. How far will we go in loving Allah? Your Prophet Muhammad said, dream, make does. Allah makes it real. I, I mean, I get to sit to next to the pulpit of the Prophet I just look at it, right? I mean, it's an experience of my life, and it's seared into my memory what Allah will do with you. Just push, inshallah, just make dua to Allah. See how far Allah will take you in this life. And there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing would mimic this experience in this life. And you know what? When crises happen in our lives, when, and that's why I say for, for children, give them experiences. When they hear arguments that, 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 that assault their faith, you know what they're going to go back to? The experiences about Allah in their lives. That's what keeps them strong. That's why this is important. Shall the final thoughts or advice or insights? Miracles. Yalla, a minute or two, inshallah. My name is Muhammad Muhsin. Uh, I went for Hajj two years ago with Adil. He helped us a lot that time. Um, two or three memories. One, uh, when I was doing uh, uh, Tawaf, I think, um, not Tawaf, yeah, the final Tawaf, uh, I was lost. Or at least I was going around, but my wife thought I was lost. And she got into a panic, only to realize that I had shaved my head. So uh, it took her some time to switch on and find out uh, that uh, it, it was me, in fact. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but also not to minimize the, um, the amount of work that the travel agents do. I mean, Adil is here and he, he's pretty modest. But uh, when, when Bashir talked about passports being collected and then delivered, Behind the scenes, the travel agent is involved in a, in a big way. And so also at, uh, at the customs. But uh, the main point I wanted to make was that there was a reference to the fact that, uh, to the point that we should go when we are young. Uh, I don't quite agree to that because some of us cannot afford that. Some of us allow time to go and Allah's call comes at a, at a time which is appropriate to us. And those of us, for instance, like me, if you have arthritis and you have pains and aches and then you think, well, I'm old and I cannot go because, you know, I, I cannot uh, do the tawaf. I can assure you, it happened to me, that when you enter there, all your pains and aches go. So don't let your pains and aches and headaches and all that worry you. You take a mountain of medicines from here, you'll end up not taking them when you're there. Honestly, I tell you that. Um, right. So, uh, 
So I, I would say just bide your time. When the time comes, you should go. And, uh, and then the other thing, last point, is that when you finish Hajj, I mean, we heard the, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the point that we are like newborn babes. And that is true. When you come out of Hajj, or even Umrah, uh, your heart is clear. All the black marks on your heart go. And then you're told to, uh, to behave. Right? Um, and, and that continues for a while. And although the two years ago that I, that I went was still fresh in my mind, rather than doing dhikr, I've spent time watching Kavana on TV. So the main point I'm making is that don't forget the experience, right? Because, uh, I mean, we are, we are back on earth and, you know, we have to get on with life. And, and socialize and all that. But at the end of it all, we should be thankful to Allah that we had the opportunity, one, and two, not to forget the experience because all our investment of time, energy, and prayer, we should preserve that so that Allah will say, this, this guy went, he prayed to me, and he hasn't forgotten. So, thank you, Tariq. Allah <laughs> Um, so inshallah we're wrapping up No, for God Did you have the mic? I have no, but I'm well Oh, I'm happy Just very quickly I actually want to uh, introduce my good friend here Yasmin who is blind cannot see and when we talk about Allah's blessings and his invitations her brother who is also blind and he has three children he, his wife, and three children have invited Yasmin and their 80-year-old mother to go to Umrah this December. So I would like a dua on behalf of this family, the special family that will be there. For Sister Yasmin, you mean? Sorry? You said requesting a dua first. For her family. Oh, subhanAllah. Inshallah. We'll, we'll, we'll shortly, inshallah. Barakallah fiqim. Barakallah fiqim, inshallah. Okay. One final. Inshallah, I'm going to come. Come back to it, inshallah, for sure. Um, I just want to share something. Um, I believe, again, that it was a miracle. I went on Hajj a long time ago, and the only reason I went was because my mom, who was living in Sri Lanka at that time, said she wants to go on Hajj, mm -hmm. and she wanted me to take her, uh, to go with her, because she did not want to be alone in the ladies' tent. Um, I was studying, I was uh, studying as, you know, a scientist here, and I kind of uh, in America, I um, went back and forth to Sri Lanka to visit her and they were trying to find someone for me to marry at that time. I was doing my graduate studies here in America um, and she, the wise lady that she is, alhamdulillah, she said, I want to go with Amina. So I went home from Texas and went with her with a group from South Asia, from Sri Lanka. And I, to this day, I believe that my mom must have prayed really, really hard that they find someone for me to marry because we went back from Hajj. Um, we did Hajj and returned like the 10th of June, um, 24 years ago. That year, I met, I married my husband. Allah Akbar. Uh, 
He's here, right here, yes. right here. <laughs> so he's real, by the way. <laughs> he's real. Don't underestimate the the power of dua. Allah Akbar. And so the message is: when you get married, go to Hajj. And, and I married a new Muslim. So Alhamdulillah, I I believe that was the miracle that was that I benefited from okay. the year that I did have Allah with my mom. You should see his face, mashallah. He's so are, happy. We are both alive. We'll celebrate 25 years. Of Allah amazing. Year, it's real. This is real, mashallah. Did you hear this? You're a miracle. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Allah, it is amazing. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Barakallah fikum. No, so Zakalah Khafish. Wallahi dua is fulfilled. Allah will fulfill, we'll show you miracles. Zakalah, so it's 25, you said? Next year. 25 years, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah. And you're with us. Barakallah fikum, inshallah. We'll bring you back, inshallah. Um, is it a, one more, inshallah, is fine? And then, inshallah, we'll wrap up with dua, inshallah, for Sister Yasmin. Just talking of miracles, I just wanted to add something uh, very personal that I have a condition, a skin condition, which gives me, um, mm. my skin is very sensitive to UV rays in the sun. Mm. And just a few minutes of exposure gives me very bad rashes in the sun. So it's really hard for me to go out shopping or something. I have to really put a lot of sunblock and still I get very, very in much difficulty. And I was very scared before I went what's going to happen to me before the heat we have been, we had been hearing about it how hot it is. I was there and I just cannot believe it. I was in 118 degrees about that temperature in Arafat and all that time in Mecca and we, I was out in the sun all the time and not even one breakout, no, no discomfort and I just cannot believe it how it happened. For the last many years I've been having that problem and I was alhamdulillah so, totally so fine. Alhamdulillah I just cannot believe it. Alhamdulillah. Barakallah for sharing this and with that inshallah um, any, anyone has a pressing thought or anything to share? Jazakumullah khair. Um, you know, brothers and sisters, let me just say one thing. Um, Allah is always there. Allah does not disappear in our lives. This experience is about making us feel the presence of Allah in our lives. Wallahi. So that, inshallah, we're prepared for the journey of returning back. It's, this whole journey of Hajj is about knowing that we have to leave this earth. That's it. Don't grab onto this earth. Do your part. Plant your seeds. But Allah is going to take you back, right? And imagine again how good it was to see the Kaaba and be in the Rawda. What is it going to feel like when you see the face of Allah Himself, right? That's really what it's about. But here, when we come back, service for the sake of Allah. Service for the sake of Allah. Allah is everywhere. And the work of Allah does not cease. It's not just about a couple of rituals. You know those rituals are preparing us for life. So we can go back and roll up our sleeves and serve and heal others. And be their angels. They're waiting for us, brothers and sisters. The poor that you've seen there, the deprived are everywhere. And they're waiting for us, right? Our children are waiting for us to be the best examples for them, to help them protect their faith and grow their faith. Our masajid, this community needs you. Right? The learning doesn't stop. That's my point. And wallahi, in the middle of the night, you get up and pray, you might be feeling like you're in front of the Kaaba. Allah is here. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So, inshallah, we conclude with the dua. And I, subhanAllah, for Sister Yasmin, Jazakallah khair, Sister Nalofa, for bringing her. Sister Yasmin, welcome to our community. We're blessed to have you. And we're honored, really, and, and gifted, because, you know, we learn so much from those who have that strength. The fortitude, subhanAllah. And, and Allah has opened His door, alhamdulillah. 
a blessing, a gift from Allah to you to go and visit with him, inshallah. So we prayed, we make dua, inshallah, for Sister Yasmin and her family, and for everyone, inshallah, all of us who have gone on Hajj, every single one of you, inshallah, and those who have not gone, and, and those souls that are not here, let's inshallah make sincere dua, conclude, and then feed our stomachs. Alhamdulillah, right? So for sister, for our dear sister Yasmin, we ask Allah, oh Allah, you are the most merciful, you are the most beneficent, you are the protector, ya Allah, you are the one from whom we come and to whom we return, we ask you, Allah, that you bless our dear sister Yasmin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless her and her family, Ya Allah, have mercy on her and her family, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, honor her, Ya Allah, by visiting your home, Ya Allah, Al-Baytul Haram, the Kaaba, Ya Allah, and visiting the grave of Prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Allah. We ask you, Allah, that you join her and her family with Prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in Jannah al Ya Allah, to grant her, Ya Allah, because... Ya Allah, she cannot see here physically, but we ask Ya Allah that she, she sees your face in the hereafter, Ya Allah, and that she sees the face of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and all the beautiful faces of all the righteous, Ya Allah, grant her joy, grant her family relief, Ya Allah, and healing, and Ya Allah, we ask Ya Allah that you have mercy on all those who are struggling in this, in, on this earth, Ya Allah, those who are having a hard time, Ya Allah, those who need healing, Ya Allah, those who are in pain, Ya Allah, those who are crying, Ya Allah, heal them, Ya Allah, grant them your full healing, Ya Allah. We ask you Allah and beseech you Allah that you make the hajj of those who have gone to hajj this year a hajj mabrur ya Allah grant them a hajj mabrur ya Allah accept their hajj as hajj mabrur ya Allah accept their hajj ya Allah and bless them and answer all the duas they did, that they took to you ya Allah to al-Kaaba ya Allah answer every single one of those wishes that they have carried ya Allah on their behalf and on behalf of their families and their communities ya Allah bless them protect them ya Allah ya Allah grant them your sight ya Allah in the hereafter we ask ya Allah that you protect them each and every soul in the space ya Allah Allah. Grant us hajj before we die, Ya Allah. Grant us a hajj mavur before we die, Ya Allah. Grant us a side of your face, Ya Allah. And join us with Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Forgive our sins. Pardon us, Ya Allah. Pardon us, Ya Allah. Grant us your love and affection, Ya Allah. Make us among those who remember, Ya Allah, night and day. You make us, Ya Allah, among those who serve your causes on this earth, Ya Allah. Make us like angels for those, Ya Allah, who are struggling, Ya Allah. Make us a source of healing and hope for them. Make us a source of encouragement for them. Allahumma Ameen, Allahumma Ameen, Allahumma Ameen, Barakallah Fikmi, Allah grant you your blessings, dear brothers and sisters. Wasallillahumma ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Mark this day, inshallah, if Allah gives us life here, later we'll be meeting again, inshallah, to talk about the next group of people selected for Hajj. You never know who they are. Make intention, brothers and sisters. Seriously, final note. Wallahi, make the intention. Make the intention, Allah. Say, Ya Allah, bring me there as your guest. Allahumma Ameen, Jazakumullah Khair.